Welcome to Built on Beeves, Episode 5. My name is Eric Bober, and I'm joined by Nate Hayfley. On this episode, we'll recap the Beavers' football tough loss in Reno and look ahead to their Pac-12 opener this Saturday. We'll talk spread, get predictions, and more, including listener questions and feedback. Nate, how do people connect with the show and subscribe to it? Yeah, you know what it is. Welcome to another episode. Um, yeah, let me remind you and thank you again for those who have already subscribed. It's been, we've had a good turnout. It's been cool and exciting and it's really encouraging to us for those of you who have replied and chose to subscribe. And to remind you guys what that looks like, if you're wanting to share with your friends, get people to hear about us, if you're enjoying listening to this, um, we have an email account. It's builtonbeeves at gmail.com. So that's how we're going to send out these videos for right now. And so if you've subscribed, you've done what we've asked you to do, which is sending us an email to that account saying you'd like to subscribe. So continue to share this with your friends. If you're already on the subscription, we're going to send you this email with the link to this episode. So you can send that to whoever you'd like if you think... Some of your friends or people you know might find this entertaining. Send it to them. They'll hear about it on this episode. So if you're listening even now for the first time, send us an email. Shoot us an email at builtonbeeves at gmail.com. Let us know you'd like to subscribe, and we'll just throw you on our email thread so you'll get each episode from here on out. And so just a reminder, we this is a podcast that is supposed to be interactive. We want you guys to feel involved. We want you to feel connected to the show, like you can have an input on how it kind of goes. We want to please you guys. We want you guys to be entertained. And so we're going to start doing that. And you're going to start noticing that as you guys have sent us questions and you'll start to see and hear those be answered throughout the, the segment. But again, thank you for those of you who have subscribed. It's encouraging to know that were somewhat entertaining. So. Yeah, it's been really encouraging. We got a ton of feedback this past week. We did. Questions fun. as well, the most we've ever gotten. I think that makes really it fun, fun for us. Oh, it totally it's, does. It's so we're not just making stuff up. Because oh. we're getting a really good perspective too, because we're getting feedback from people that have been in this area for a long time that have been Beaver alum, Beaver fans yeah. for longer than we have, and also current students right now. So, um, so let's. Speaking of that too, because students are back, they are back. back, and you can, you can really feel it in town. I don't know if you've noticed, like driving around or anything, but I walked on campus today a little bit, and thanks to my wife, who is an alumni at OSU, I'm now able to get into Dixon Rec Center and be around the campus. So I really do enjoy that, and it's definitely a lot livelier right now. You can tell the I worked out at 6 a.m. this morning at Dixon, and it was a decent crowd there, and so. It's fun to have that, those people back, the students back. It, it's exciting for even coming up on the next football games, having students back. So it's just good to just see that. you. It's good to see you going to the gym again too. Yeah, so yeah, that, that'll be good too. Yeah. I'm getting older, so it's kind of that period before getting married where yeah. you took a pretty planning a wedding out. tends to be a little stressful, and you don't your first thought of wanting to do things isn't usually working out. So that's kind of. I've neglected that a little bit, so it is nice indeed to get back. But even playing some pickup games, I can definitely start to tell how quickly I get out of breath. So we're going to work on that. Yeah, because you used to be on top of it. I remember when we lived <laughs> together, 
You'd be up at what four thirty five in the morning. That lasts that, for like yeah. a week. I mean, <laughs> that's hard to stay committed and dedicated to. Let's be honest. You always had that quote to like turning a new chapter or new start, something like that. Every no. time you got on this whole like high of being no. back on a workout routine, felt it feels something. nice when you do it. It's just so hard to stay consistent. Commit. Yeah, yeah. So you, have, you had your run. I did have my run. My so. I'm trying to get back on the morning routine. I love Sam Fit still. Sam Fit be more than fit. Be so, Sam Fit. Just a little plug. Not there, a sponsor. You know? Not a sponsor, <laughs> but a plug. I like throwing those in, but a plug. Yeah, well, they might look at me and be like, "Please don't sponsor us." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. we'd rather. Yeah, we'd rather you not. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. Thanks again for those that have been listening and yes. subscribing. So, uh, so that was a that was a tough night in Reno. For the Beavers football team, um, for those that ha- didn't watch the game, there's some highlights, so I'd look it up if you um, haven't, because there's a lot in that game, a lot of good, some bad, um, but overall, um, entertaining, but really heartbreaking, too. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't know. The, say? I'll, I'll say the good thing, well... I don't know if good's the right word. So I had a meeting that night, so I didn't get, actually get to watch the second half, which either way you look at, I guess, could be good, could be bad. But seeing the final score and then hearing how it happened, that's that was tough. Um, but even there is some it's too it's so hard to hit all of that, because like you said, there was some really bad, ugly that. Once we're down 30 to 7, it's yeah. like, where did that go? How did that fall apart so quickly? A lot of just things happen on us turning the ball over and, and different schematical things. Schematical word? No, I think you, you actually that sounds, sounds good. familiar. Yeah. Schematical. It's sad that I have a master's degree. It might degree, not but be, I, but I, no I like idea. the way it sounds. So, like, <laughs> defensively, def- I can't even talk right now. Defensively, <laughs> That, you know, that's a word for sure. I know that's I a word, yes. That thank one. you. Okay. I was born in Mississippi, so I like to, you know that. I every, B- Biloxi. Biloxi, Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Everyone knows that. Um, Actually, I can never do that as a kid. So I was like, well, kid you're that from got Poland. made fun of. I'm well, not from Poland. You're not, but you're not. You didn't learn English till like third grade. Am I making yeah. that up? No, no, no. I yeah. So English is my second language. Yes, I learned Polish like in grade school. I was that kid that kind of got made fun of. I think I was told. But now you're like know the coolest kid on the block. Coolest kid on the block. Yeah. Where was I? Uh, so you were anyway, talking about the yeah. schematics. schematically. <laughs> schematically speaking, defense. The first half, as Jonathan Smith said in his press conference, they were just not in their right positioning, and I think it was easy to tell that, but. From what I heard going in the second half, I didn't see it. I saw highlights and just hearing you guys talk about it. They really stepped it up, not allowing any points in the third quarter. Winning the second half, those are good things to take away, um, especially leading into your first Pac-12 game, which we'll talk about. But So there are good takeaways in that, um, that instance. But overall, heartbreaking. You, well, I know we'll... I, I Let's th- hear your feedback. You can well, solve the whole game, so right. you'd have so, better. I don't remember being that up and down watching the Beavers game like emotionally uh, for me. Um, so we had had probably about six people in the living room hanging out watching the game. 
and it got to the lowest point to high points to low points to high points it was it was a, an emotional roller coaster watching that game but um you were here for a little bit of it so first when you half, were here yeah. yeah the first half um both teams had opening td drives so yeah and then kind of nevada just started taking over that first half and like you said nate it ended up being 30 to 7 in the beginning of the second quarter almost it was like it really felt like okay well this is going to be a repeat of last year i did not see that coming i mean if you listen to last episode i thought beers are going to win by 21 yeah i was wrong but but you knew i don't even think you believed yourself i was just being a little hyped i think i did think they were going to win that game as we both did um so that first start was kind of like oh i did not see that one coming you know and it just kind of Got out of hand, but then we see them fight their way back. They didn't give up, which was another positive to see. I mean, it's easy to, whoa, I can imagine being a player on the sideline looking like, whoa, what's going on right now? Being easy to check out, but they didn't. So that was really positive using kind of each player, each um, weapon, each all of those things to fight back because... We saw both quarterbacks working and good play by the receivers, some good running. And so there were a lot of good takeaways from it. It was nice mm-hmm. to see them battle. Even even for me, like seeing them come out. Well, I didn't see it because I didn't watch the second half, but hearing it and seeing highlights and stuff of them competing well in the second half and almost even improving in the second half feels really exciting for me too because I'm used to kind of okay, what's the second half going to be like? Are they going to just kind of flop? But they fought. Yeah, and it was – you're right. And even before that, it was a strong finish even to that first half. Uh, The QB carousel, the circus came back to town. They did a switch, put uh, Luton in, and he stepped up. So, like, right away. So I understand more and more why Jonathan Smith – can't make a decision on one of let these me, guys. Let me hear what you think about that, because I know we both don't like that necessarily, the idea of two quarterbacks, but in some ways we're seeing it, as Jonathan Smith hits on, we've seen Connor start these last two games, and then both games, Luton comes in, it almost sparks Connor back to come back out and lead that fourth quarter drive of what I heard, and... Jonathan Smith, like, yeah, it sparks Connor to play better. So yeah. do you think this is a good system for them now or just where they're at? Well, before I answer that, just a little backstory for those that don't know in the game. Like you said, Blunt started the game, yeah. struggled. Luton comes in. Luton gets taken out because of a sprained ankle, and Blunt comes back in. So you got to see yeah. all of that in the one game. So to answer your question... My mind is starting to change. I know we actually haven't talked about it yet, but it is starting to change because both quarterbacks do have some high strengths, um, and both of them at times can struggle a little bit. So I think it really is causing defenses not like to play differently and catches them off guard for a couple yeah. of drives until they can kind of catch up and figure it out. So... Well, so far, it's worked, and that so, it makes Connor and Luton. They're not going to be. Able, they're not going to get comfortable. I think it's easy in some. I mean, being an, you know, you don't think athletes. You know, they want to compete and stuff, but it, there is that tendency to feel if 
oh, I don't have competition or I kind of have this spot solidified. Yeah, I can kind of take it easy a little little bit, but these guys aren't going to feel that way because obviously, as we've seen, well, any second they could get pulled, the other guys going in. So it's going to force them to keep competing all throughout the season, getting better, improving. And so we should be seeing throughout these next games them getting better and hopefully some of these mental kind of mistakes start to go down and they're well connor's young luton's a more of a veteran yeah type player and i think we can see that a little bit luton doesn't make i think as many mental mistakes but connor's young he's learning he's figuring out but he's doing a really good job for the experience that he's had and so it's going to be fun to watch them both improve together and ultimately hopefully build this team up and we'll start to see them continue to click and grow as an offense yeah and the truth is too usually connor comes in when luton gets hurt so that's what's kind of been happening too so hope he can stay healthy yeah so we don't know what that looks like um we don't even know if he's gonna be able to play this week so but yeah end of the first half 30 to 21 some momentum building second half the defense probably had their best quarter. I know Nate, you can really I'm bummed see. I couldn't see that. It, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. They were um, they were causing Nevada to struggle. Um, were they mixing things up? What or well, I guess they said they weren't really changing anything schematically. Schematically speaking, <laughs> yeah, schematically yeah. it seemed like they weren't changing anything. So no, yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith's press conference, he was just kind of saying, I think that they were executing it more. That's not his exact words, but basically they were just playing better. I don't They're think they changed the right anything. Spots. Yes, yeah. yeah, they were just in the right spots. And honestly, too, like for those that watched the game, like they they left a couple interceptions out on the field too. Yeah, I mean they did get one, but they could have had probably one or two more as well. Mm-hmm. So defense stepped up. They definitely played their their best quarter, I think, of the year. Yeah, and then really, so this ended up coming down to the final drive. It was 35-37, Nevada on top. Yeah, walk me through, walk us through that because I didn't see it. Yeah. So how what was that like? So thirty-five, thirty-seven, uh, Beavers have the ball. Um, there was two times you felt the game was over because two times that are, I don't know, I don't remember if it was in a row or not, but there was two fourth down conversions and that's in that final what drive. What do you think your heart rate was at? I thought it was over. I mean, I, I think, I think I for sure thought it was over because the first three plays on all those drives just didn't, it didn't, there was no feeling of like, okay, they're going to convert this. You just, besides blind faith, you didn't think they were going to do it. But there's another so, even positive for, Connor executing two fourth down plays. That's they they were dying. I mean they they oh yeah, I think that second one, um, I'd have to I might just be hyping it up, but I think it's been his best throw. In that situation, in that moment. Yeah. You know? And and it led to them, I believe, at that time being in field goal range. So um but basically, Mm. um I don't remember the exact time on the clock, but the Beavers get the ball on the Nevada 12-yard line. They have two timeouts left. And then the a controversial time, controversial decision, depending yeah. on where you lie. Um, there's still enough time on the clock to um, run a couple more plays or take a timeout. But uh, the coaching staff and the team decided to 
play for the field goal. Um, they were down 35-37, three points, you win the game. And that's the decision they decide to go with. And unfortunately, um, it, the, the kick didn't go in. It was around, probably around a 30-yarder. and Dead straight. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, they set him up. They set him up, and it just didn't execute. And it's uh, it's rough, you know, because as a fan, you're you're thinking he's been kind of struggling. I don't think this is the right call. Right. But that's your fandom. You're not a coach. As a coach, as, as well, yeah, staff, that's a good thing ha- to hit on because it is easy as a fan. You get emotional. You get invested in the game. It's easy to. You know, you're sitting here. If he makes that field goal, oh, Jonathan Smith, what a great call. That's the best yeah. call to make. So understanding sports, and I think I have more grace on it in some senses because I understand that. I've played sports. I understand as an athlete what what that's like, um, knowing that, I mean, you're trying to set your players up because you have to look at it, too, of – Okay, yeah, even Jonathan Smith's talking, well, that's different. So if we're down by three, kicking for a tie, yeah, we're probably going to push it a little more, try to get some scores to go for that win. But you're down by two, you're thinking, oh, okay, just set it up. Center, center. he has confidence in his kicker. He's his player. He's going to put his trust in him. And so Jonathan Smith's coming at it of, okay, let's get this win. Let's... They've had a couple turnovers already in this game, and you have to look at it like that too. It's easy as a fan like to feel that, oh, come on, like why did you... You can have all of your opinions on the kicker and how that is, whether or not you think that he has what it takes to do that. Um, and it's easy now after the fact that he missed it to say, oh, what a terrible call. You should have tried risking it, going for it, maybe, but... The fact is, I don't think, I don't think is a bad call. Jonathan Smith knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's it is tough. You, in some senses, it would have been cool. Yeah, take a shot. Maybe just if there's nothing there, don't force it and just throw it out of bounds or or run it, run it or yeah. But I think you just trying to avoid the the turnover and just because it that should have been. That that is an easy kick. Well, that's that that's the thing. If he that's what you are, if you're a kicker in college, you should be able to make that. He he had confidence. He had confidence in him to make the kick. So, one of the things that I was thinking about. So, I talked to Nate on Saturday night because he wanted a recap of the game. <laughs> and like I said, all of us watching the game in the living room, me with my friends. After the kick missed, I mean, you could... It was pretty quiet in our room. Yeah. One of our friends actually left the room uh, <laughs> before the kick because he already knew it wasn't going to go in, so he left the room. Not to mention his name. We're probably listening to this right now. But. We're not going to. But he, um, it just felt so deflating um, as a fan. And talking to Nate, I let a lot of my emotions out more than I probably should. And... It was pretty raw, but I've kind of calmed down a little since then. I think what Jonathan Smith was doing is what any coach would do for one of their players. They believed in him. They showed that he believed in him making that kick. And think of it this way. Here's a spin. Um, If he makes that kick, that's a huge amount of confidence for that guy who hasn't made a kick yet this year, was mm-hmm. two for six last year, having a game-winning kick that would end the road-losing streak since 2014, that can change the trajectory for his career as a kicker. 
And I think Jonathan Smith believed in him to make it, wanted him maybe to have that moment. And like you said, they only, I mean, they only needed three points. And in most circumstances, yeah, you kick for the points there and play it safe because you expect to make that kick. And, yeah, and thinking, too, that's it, – it is easy to – and it is an easy kick relatively for what the posi- what the yardage is, dead straight, those things. Yeah, that's a perfect – in a perfect scenario. You are on the road. I think the game was really windy, not giving excuses, but those are factors. And so it, it's – and as Jonathan Smith even said in the press conference, okay, well, there are other plays throughout that game that could have decided that them winning in different scenarios. So Absolutely. It's easy because that is the deciding factor. Yeah, put the blame on the kicker because he missed the kick. He would have won it. Yes, but... You could also blame coaching, too. I don't think yeah. everyone's blaming the kicker. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a mix. Um once the emotion the emotion levels calm down, it's easier because it is. Yeah, it's frustrating when you're a fan, when you care about a team, when you want to see them do well, and then something like that happens. A something that you think that's easy that should this should happen. We should get our win, our road win. Yeah, and it happens like that. It's easy to get frustrated. The fandom, the passion comes out. But once we kind of calm down from that high of emotion then you you still kind of feel compassion that is a kid yeah in some ways that's a guy you gotta understand what he's feeling too yeah that's emotionally hard yeah and let's cheer him on to go kick the next field goals at reeser well you know how you forget about that one you win this weekend so you win this weekend people are gonna stop people are gonna stop talking about this game yeah, a few years from now, um, I need to quickly mention this too because we had a listener actually email me, and I told you about this before the podcast. Yeah, um, a kicker that I'm not going to pull up the article now. I don't remember. Maybe I'll put it in the link on my on the email afterwards because it's a really good article. But about a kicker in Beavers history that missed three extra points in one game ended up being a finalist or a winner of like the kicker of the year in college sports. So, or in the col- in that season. So things can change. So it's for him as a kicker may yeah, not be over. over. Yeah. So um, I think that that's really cool. So uh, yeah, Beavers ended up losing the game 37 to 35. To they did the, cover the spread. They did cover the spread. I, th- yeah. That's the last thing I thought about <laughs> after the game. But I know. they did cover the spread, and um, the road losing streak uh, continues from 2014. So it's coming soon. They're going to get this soon. They are. And you know what was really weird, too? I don't think when you were here, if you noticed it, what's with all the confetti? And that, yeah. like, what? It just, to me, it just looked trashy. Just this confetti flying around the whole game. Was it from the cannon they shot? So I actually talked to a friend that actually went to the game. Really? Yeah, he did. He took he the drive there. didn't that. Yeah, I talked to him. He's actually my banker. So, oh. um, <laughs> you know, I connect, you I connect with my banker. You know, we got a good relationship. So, there you go. Um, yeah, he drove. I don't actually know if he drove. But he went down the Reno. And um, I asked him, like, what was that confetti? What was that stuff flying around? It kind of looked like snow once in a while. And 
he said every time they scored a touchdown, they would shoot a bunch of confetti. And I'm thinking, well, they scored so many oh in that first God. half. Yeah, they're just fun. raining. <laughs> that makes sense. Because I just thought it was like the pre-game celebration with like, oh, there's confetti. I'm like, wow, it's still flying around. I don't know. To me, it just felt kind of dirty. So, Well, another uh, thing on that, if you email us, I don't know why I just thought of this, but thinking about the mascots, did you see the mascots? We talked about that. And so... <laughs> For you guys listening, first one to email us back the, the three, three mascot, mascot names, names for the wolf pack. Wolf dot 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 pack. Oh, we probably we'll, threw thirteen we'll shout dots you out. last time, but so what were the three mascot names? Yeah, and you know what? I actually I think I remember seeing two of them during the telecast. Yeah. So, which that was really rough. Nate freaking out too before the game started. He's just like, how do you get ESPN? Oh yeah, I was trying to three figure because we the, said it was ESPN three, but they changed it to ESPN U, yeah. and I couldn't figure out how to get that channel. So yeah, it was a long thing. But basically, Nate was trying to use my subscription, but my subscription didn't have it. But my buddy, my roommate, had the subscription, so Nate rushed over here for a little <laughs> bit. It was pretty yeah. chaotic. So, um, so that will wrap up that game. You know, let's move ahead. It was a tough loss, but Pac-12 play starts this Saturday. Yes, it does. Nate, how do we tune in? Okay, this Saturday, first Pac-12 game. Who are we playing? We're playing the Arizona Wildcats. Um, they're going to be coming into Research Stadium um, at 1 o'clock is kickoff, 1 o'clock p.m. Um, like I said in the Southern Utah game, I expect you all to be there, but... Somehow not. You can tune in on Pac-12 Network. And so, yep, first. Are you going, Eric? Are we going together? It's the second week in a row. I don't have plans yet. Officially made. So So let's get some tickets. Oh, you don't have plans yet either? Well, my wife works at Starbucks, and she works till like 2.30, so. Which I got to see your wife today. That's right. The new Starbucks. Yep. I wonder if she made my... Dopio. Dopio. So, I don't know if she did or not. What is a Dopio, Eric? Double shot of espresso, my friend. There we go. With milk? No, that's uh, like the Con Con Pana. Or when I texted you, I said Con Panama or something. (laughs) That's an interesting... Yeah. Um, I like your nitro cold brew. Yeah. Man, we're throwing all these free sponsorships out. Free, man. Um, Come on. So... Let me give you a little bit of background on Arizona. Yeah, let's hear about them. So last year, Arizona, they went seven and six overall, five five and four in the Pac-12 play, Pac-12 South, and so they ended. They went to a bowl game. They played Purdue in the Foster Farms Bowl and lost to them thirty-eight to thirty-five. So bowl team got a good running back in Khalil Tate. I think was a Heisman candidate throughout the... What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at Foster Farms. Foster Farms. <laughs> I wonder if they're still showing that trophy off. They lost. Oh, they lost. Yeah. Okay, I wonder if Purdue is. I, those bowl games... Hey, they, 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 I, new I would love to be in the Foster Farms Bowl right now if I was a Beaver fan. Yeah, I guess so. I would, I would say right? so. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I just wonder what the trophy looks like. Yeah, 
well, couldn't tell you. Anyway, so yeah, they went seven and six last year. This year, we're sitting at the same record, both one and two. Um, both played a similar team. Yeah. So first week, Arizona lost to BYU, twenty-eight to twenty-three. Second week, surprisingly to me, I think surprised a lot of people. They played Houston, got beat forty-five to eighteen. Um, and then this last week, they played Southern Utah the week yeah. after we played them, and they won 62-31. to 31. So scored more points, but we could have scored more, too. We kind of slowed down, but they gave up more points. So, well, we'll see. I, it looks see like, what you can take away from that. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. What do we, so, yeah. That's what we got. Arizona. Um... So I already know the name of their mascot, so it's no surprise. Oh so. yeah, I can't. You can't well, what? Kind of. I'm trying to think of what kind of question I could ask you that you don't know about. What? Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever seen a wild cat, so I don't even know. It's one of those things where it's like, are they actually real, or does every sport like to use that m- mascot name? It reminds me of a an episode of The Simpsons where <laughs> do, do you know <laughs> what I'm talking, what about? talking about? I never you, watched The Simpsons, but I think you showed me this I video. Grew up on it. Um, He's but, quotes it, Simpsons a lot. I do. It's like two like pee wee grade school football teams, and um, what are the? You see the scoreboard. It says Wildcats, <laughs> and then Wildcats, and then they're doing their little team huddle. They're like, "Who are we? The Wildcats?" And they're like, "Who are we gonna be? The Wildcats." <laughs> so when I think of Wildcats, I just think of. The most generic mascot you can think of. That's funny. So, but then again, I really don't know if I've ever seen one before. So you, you might have another like so. For example, Arizona Wildcats. Okay, their first mascot was actually a live bobcat. Do you know what a bobcat is? Yep, I you do. Seen one? I actually, I actually um, during my forestry major, I got to see one dissected. Oh, you want yeah. to actually know a f- funny story <laughs> about a bobcat? Let's hear about so it. So I was hunting, white-tailed deer hunting, in my tree stand one day at my parents' property in southern Illinois. So you're just, it's cold, you know, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this bobcat comes walking down the trail, literally stops right under my tree stand, looks up at me, and just starts peeing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can't make this stuff up. That was my bobcat experience. That's the only time I've ever seen a bobcat in my life. And it peed and looked at me while I was peeing. So <laughs> How come you didn't shoot it? Oh, I, mean, I, I think they're actually endangered. Uh, it's probably good to even shoot the bobcat. I think there might be bobcat hunting season in Illinois now. So is a bobcat a wildcat too? Is that- yeah, it's wild. Okay. Well, it's wild and it's a cat. So, so are you talking to me about like crazy cat lady that collects all the cats off the street, yeah. giving them milk and stuff? That's a wild cat too. No, that's or like a stray, a stray cat. cat. Well, I think it can be considered wild too. That's true. I mean, I definitely so, have some friends who have cats that I would classify as wild. I, I love, by the way, Sophie's cat. Yeah, it's that no is longer the best a cat. cat. Oh man, it's so chunky, and you could just pet it. You could do just whatever, it. just like throw it around, and it doesn't even care. <laughs> That is a cool cat. What's the name of that cat? Lawson. Lawson. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Here. Anyway, right. so wanna... their first mascot was actually a live bobcat. 
Um, that was in 1915. Unfortunately, this is where the the turn kind of goes dark. A yeah, little bit. yeah. Um, so, what's your discretion advised? That's the word is I that was. Listeners' looking? discretion. Yeah. They're not uh, viewing us, I guess. No. Listeners. Listener discretion, discretion advised. advised. Parental advisory. Yes. Remember those CDs so, that had it? Yeah. If you're under the age of 18, 18 turn off in five, oh, okay. four, three, two, one. And okay. pause for about a minute. Go okay. Ahead, so Rufus, their bobcat at the time, had an untimely death in 1916. So it says here that... Um, while endeavoring to perform gymnastic stunts in the limbs of a tree <laughs> to which he was tied, Rufus fell and was hung. So, <laughs> I should be laughing at that. I, I just think it's funny that he's doing gymnastics. That's, I'm, yeah, I don't, uh, that's, that came from, yeah, I don't know. But any, anyway, he fell and like hung himself. This yeah. is a live bobcat, so... After that, they decided to go to human mascots. So in 1959, Wilbur the Wildcat was born, making his first appearance at the UA versus Texas Tech football game. Um, then, so that became a hit, and then they kind of threw out their time of mascot. Why do you keep laughing? Stop I'm holding trying. it back. Um, they have updated the costumes, and so. Let's see here. The in nineteen seventies, he kind of went another phase of like a. This says rhinestone cowboy. I don't know what that means, um, but he looked like a cowboy. I guess cowboy looking cat, whatever that looks like. Um, and so then it kind of turned into like just a furry cat, wild cat. Uh, yeah, um, and so. Then it just gets even more weird. Um, so Wilbur, he ended up... There's actually two mascots. There's a Wilma, which Wilma was... Like from the Flintstones? That's Velma. No, there's no, I'm Fred and Wilma. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so Wilma was created when costume designers were attempting to make another Wilbur. It ended up, I guess, turning into a Wilma. And so she made her first appearance in 1986. Then it says she was on a blind date with Wilbur. And then it says on November 21st, 1986, before the Arizona-Arizona State game, they got married. So okay, Wilma and Wilbur are married. Wait, so there's two of them right now? Yes, they're a couple. Okay, and they're both mascots currently? Yes, and they're married. Okay. And in 2006, they renewed their vows Oh my gosh. To celebrate their 20th wedding anniversary. Well, when you have a really... That's the first I've heard of married mascots. mascots. When you were... Well, I was going to say, when you have a really generic name, you have to come up with a lot of good stories. So, there you go. That's... I, I just think... Benny needs a mate. I think Benny's fine. I mean, I think so, too. I think he's, he's, he's chilling, you know? Entrepreneur style, bachelor life. I know that, you know? He's fine. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was odd that that cat had an accident. So then they said, okay, let's use a human now. I just thought that was a weird well, yeah, transition. Yeah, because they don't want... I don't know. I yeah. think if the animal had an accident, 
why switch over to a human doing it? Well, because so, they, no, the animal was. I think they're just cleverly saying it was playing in the trees or something and hung itself. Yeah. So how do you get to that and be like, okay, I think a human yeah, but should the do human's it not going to be doing that. Oh, with a leash around it. Oh, seriously? So you don't think it was really doing gymnastics? You think they were just playing so. playful language? I think. Oh, so. I, I thought, could be wrong. I have no research oh. behind that. Okay. Well, but that's I am the one in charge of the mascot se- segment, so what I say counts. Okay, definitely. All right, so the spread for the game. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Arizona is favored by six and a half points. Okay. So what that means, if you are to pick Arizona, also is Wildcats, to bounce off of last week, are they using one word here? Are we doing wild and cats? No, it's a one-worder. Okay, Wildcats. 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 All right, What team? The Wildcats. Oh, sorry, that was a high school <laughs> musical reference. We might lose oh. viewers from that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. <sighs> but, okay, so Wildcats are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Which means if you were to pick them, they need to win by at least seven, seven. points. Okay. If you're going to yes. pick the Beavers on the spread, they just got to be within six seven. and a half. Yeah. So six points. Since you can't really get a half in football, that's why they do that. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so. And we I both th- picked wrong last week, which sits us at two and one. That's Our right. Picks. We're two and one on the season. So okay, this um, one we might differ. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm actually interested. We haven't talked about this yet. We haven't. I know. I think. I think the Beavers are going to be within the spread. What did we say on our season preview? What did we pick? Do you have the information to that? I know I'm putting you on the spot. You yeah, you it, it, a little it, bit. It kind of are. Well, I'm trying to test how good you are at this and how able you are to adjust so on the fly yeah well and it looks like I know, you're doing a good job i know you like to as you to quote you i like to stick to my game is what you said so if you're going to stick to your game when did i say you that picked Arizona, you said last oh week yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did predictions. Say that. I did say that because because you called me out for changing my no don't look oh, over sh- here i'm gonna well, what did we pick you I picked I picked the Beavers to beat Arizona in my oh. preseason preview. You picked them to lose. So interesting. Right now, sorry, I have think, to pick them to lose. No, you don't have to. Okay, I guess. Thank you. I think mm, my gut's telling me the Beavers are going to lose the game, but I do think they're going to be within the spread. So wow. I am not picking the Beavers to win this game. Really. Earlier in the day, I think I did, so that might change. But right now, on the spot, well, this is what it counts. Yeah, this, this is, is where it counts. Down in the so, books. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm picking them to lose. So, I, wow. but I do think they'll be within the spread. So, I think within, um, you know, the six and a half. So, wow, so tight game. They're, they're gonna cover the spread, but they are gonna lose the game. That means it's my turn. It does. I know you've thought about this. I've not. Actually. Okay. <laughs> At all? Actually, well, no. Yes. Yeah, not today. Not today. Um, Okay. I'm torn. I think we're flip flopping now. This might be our first week that we pick different picks. So, might I'm still I'm just trying to talk right now to be able to allow myself to think. Let me let me help get you there. Yeah, get me. 
What do you think the Beavs would have to do to win the game? Oh, come on. You always <laughs> ask me this. What do you think they'd have to do to win the game? Well, they can't turn the ball over three times. That's the first thing. Yes. So they need to protect the ball. They have to stop Khalil Tate. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the quarterback. Okay. Yes. <laughs> come on. You know, just because I get names wrong here and there. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so happy. I well, to be honest, so here's where I'm at. Because I said they're going to lose at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because I think even a lot of people picking thought Arizona was going to be a top, even Pac-12 team. Well, that was contending. a good season for them last year. Yeah, and they've started really slow. And I think people are starting to now wonder, oh, okay. And with the new coaching staff, I think they're starting to – even tighten down Khalil Tate to turn him into more of a passer. Because last year he did a lot on his feet, and that's how he made a lot of stuff happen. But now I think they're trying to shift him into being a more of a pocket passer. He still has the feet. They're still encouraging that. But I think they're trying to push him to not by default just go to run, but stay in that pocket and try to pass, which I think is the reason that's limited him in some ways. And so maybe if the Beavers can take advantage of that and keep him contained, and if they get that pressure, they have to finish. Because if they don't, he's gone. He's going to make them pay. And I think that's the biggest thing they're going to have to watch out for. Um, so I think I think they're going to win. And this is why I think that. I think it's Reeser. They're going to be – it's going to be – a good atmosphere. The students are back. There's going to be noise. The stadium's going to feel pretty full. I think there's going to be good attendance. Um, the team is going to come out wanting to make a statement after their last game, after the kind of heartbreak that they went through. They're still trying to prove themselves because I think this is a, for sure a better team than last year. And I think they're going to try to come out and prove that. And try to even get the fans like, no, stay with us. I know we've lost too, but we're not going out. We're going to fight. And I think they're really going to come out with a chip on their shoulder and even prove to people that I think, and that's funny because I said we're going to beat Nevada by 21, but every time I go into this, I get excited about what the Beavers could potentially do. And maybe I'm just drinking some Kool-Aid. I don't know. But I think they're really going to come out and execute well. I think they're going to hit the tempo pretty quick and change things up, kind of shift some of their looks. And so I think they're going to come out and win. Cool. I Well, I think the more you were saying it, I got kind of got a little hyped up, especially knowing yeah, I'm it's good a home man. game. The students are back. Um, I think it's going to be I, – I think if they come out early and can stop Arizona on those first couple drives yeah. or just contain them and keep – the crowd engaged that's going to go a long way i think for the rest of the game for them so yep um and i can honestly say i'm okay with either quarterback um either luton or blunt playing yeah so um and jamar jefferson's still playing well and wide receivers had a really good really good games last week too and um i think um like you said if we um see some more of that defense that we saw in that second half against Nevada. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good game, I yeah. think, for sure. Yeah, it will. It's definitely going to be – obviously, I think it's going to be close. And I might change my mind, but I know this is the one that goes on record. So yeah. um, After this week, one of us is going to be ahead in the picking poll. Yeah. 
since we're tied right now. Yeah. So, but I know we're both the same. We'd rather be wrong um, sure if the Beavers win. win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, What's we had, we had well we had a ton of listener feedback and Thank questions you. and stuff like that. So uh, keep them we'll, coming. We'll we'll get into that. So I know you like to talk too. So we'll alternate. Don't worry. Okay. So. Um, do you want to start with a question, feedback on something? What are you feeling? Hey, you're the the guy. Well, I, I okay. Then if I'm the guy, I want to start with a question from Lars, our first subscriber ever. There you go, Lars. So officially, so officially, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he he gave us some good feedback. I'm just gonna go more to what he wants to get our thoughts on. I think it's in line with what we were just talking about. He said, "I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the defensive line." Yes. Well, so, <laughs> I think you'd be a better one to yes. judge on that. <laughs> he's he's left speechless. I'm mixed. Well, the thing is, what I've heard, their second half of this last game, they had some push. Correct me if I'm wrong. They had some pressure. I personally haven't seen much of it. I think that's an area that needs to be worked on. Of I think there's we have big guys. We have guys that have talent now i think it's starting to learn how to push and force pressure and collapse on the quarterback make moves like the swim move and get all these moves to kind of bust through that line to at least force the quarterback to make a quick decision i'm looking for that more i'm still waiting to see more of that and i might have missed some of that for the second half last week and that's where you can chime in but I'm still not sold. I'm trying to let them continue to sell me on what they have. Yeah, and Lars sent in that question um, before this last game. So I think there's probably more question marks with that before that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but n- now looking at it, I think um, I was really impressed with that defense as a whole in the third quarter of this last game. And I, I think you even saw it too, Nate, on the on the highlights. We watched some of the highlights from the game um, when Nevada rushed it in from a couple yards out. That like he had to fight to get that yardage, and yeah. they were pulling on it, and they were like he had to fight to cross the plane to get a touchdown. And I I do think that they are starting to come together. I think they're. Um, I just think they're coming together. I think they really are going to get better. I think, and Jonathan Smith talks about that with the team as a whole. And overall, I think you can even say this team has looked better, even though they beat Southern Utah. I think at times against Nevada, they even looked like a better team overall. So um, there's a lot of good highs in that game against a better opponent. So that's what I think about that. Yeah. Okay. Let me think of another question. Let me look here. We have, oh, uh, is this from my wife? Yeah. Sophia. All right. Let's see what she got. So she asks to you, Eric, not specifically, but I'm no, asking. No, I, I get it. Yeah. What do you guys think Jonathan Smith said to the players after the loss against the Wolf dot 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 pack? Question mark. Way to listen to the episode, honey. Good job. What do you think? I just want to know if she copied and pasted that because that is about that is that plagiarism. Might be close to the amount of dots that I used. Okay, I'm gonna have to talk okay. to her tonight. What do you guys think? 
What do you guys think Jonathan Smith said to the players after the loss against the Wolfpack? What do I think he said? Um, I imagine he said that I believe in you guys. I'm proud of you guys for fighting back after being down 30 to 7. And we're getting better. And we we move forward. We got a game next week. So enjoy it. Keep having fun. And got work to do. So Probably I think he's very... same tone, too. Well, you think so? No. You, okay. <laughs> you making fun of me? A little bit. I'm not about to do a John no, Smith impression. Well, that's a really deep question. Thank you for asking that. I mean, that's something I just really don't think about. Um but I think I, he seems like, in general, that he has more of a calm demeanor. Yeah. So, um, like you said, I don't think he's a guy that's going to yell and spit in your face too much. So, But I really I think it shows by him, again, uh, let, um, giving that kicker an opportunity at the end. He really believes in these guys and this team, and I think um, he echoed that and told them that. Yeah, I think that's going to give the players a lot of confidence. I, I'm, I imagine he said... Keep your heads up, you know. Don't don't get discouraged. We have another week out this next week. We're starting Pac-12 play. Let's go into this week. Work hard. Um, there's definitely things we need to adjust. There's definitely things we need to work on and spend extra time this week evaluating. But guys, you you're showing that you can fight and compete, and that's what he's been hitting on in the press conference. Is I want to see them compete, and so if he's looking at that standard, they're doing that. They going down thirty to seven. They're competing, working their way back, have a chance to win the game. So you have to encourage. Of you guys are really fighting. You're competing. You're continuing to push and press on. And so he's encouraging that while still acknowledging, yeah, there's things we have to work on. But let's go out here next week and work hard. Come out with our first Pac-12 game and win in front of our fans at Reeser, getting them hyped up. So. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think even um, I took the took the idea from a tweet that I saw. But if that's last year's team, that may have ended up being a blowout. So I yeah. think I really do think that he's got the team still going in the right direction. So uh, next question. Well, you know, your wife sent to you because she really cares. So give it to, give it to but but Mara. it's a similar question. So um go to that one. Okay. So in last week's episode you guys shared some Who's interesting this, this is from Omero. Sorry. Thank you, Omero. In last thank week's you, episode you guys shared some interesting eating habits. I'm looking at you, Eric. Okay, you got oh, okay, thank you. I was supposed to yeah, say it's, that's it's more me. Eric. Yeah, totally me. That got me wondering, what does game day food look like for you guys? Are we do you do wings, pizza? What are the drinks? Hashtag go bees. There you go. We're not doing that, but you know. there you go. Well, that all depends, you see, because if we're <laughs> at if we're at home, I like the. I think Miguel made us some guacamole this last week. I didn't eat because I was going somewhere, but I like having the chips and salsa spread with some guacamole, um, maybe some ah pizza. I don't know. I just made that high pitched noise, but I like some pizza for sure. Some breadsticks. You gotta have some kind of dessert 
coming in clutch for as they start to go down and you just want to comfort yourself with some yeah. food. You got to have a nice dessert. I lo- my one big thing I'm trying to work on and thankfully my wife eats pretty healthy. Well, she eats very healthy. So she's working that out in me. My weakness is still kind of like candy and soda. So I like yeah. having like a Dr. Pepper. Ice cold Dr. Pepper hat. <laughs> I like having a Dr. Pepper with my watching experience. So, and, but let me change it. So when I'm at the game at Reeser, I'm a sucker for like the souvenir cup, beaver cup, you know, with your, like I said, soda. Got a stockpile of those. Yeah. And a nice, just hot dog. But even this last week, I started seeing people eating their popcorn and they're, I was getting kind of excited about that. I never actually went and got some, but who knows? Maybe like this see, next week. I'd like to see your food pyramid. That's like my dad's like standard at a sporting event. He's just sitting there with his popcorn, like just sitting on the seat like he's watching a movie or and something. And you, you took after that. And I'm starting to get on that train. I'll never forget. I worked at an event a couple of years ago, women's <laughs> basketball game. Not a lot of people were there. This was back at uh, Southern Illinois University. Nate's kicking back has his popcorn having like the best time of his life <laughs> that was fun man so, he could just kick back <laughs> there's something about eating popcorn that just puts you in a relaxing mood yeah so that's what i love at the movie theater too we got the popcorn bucket oh yeah you know the annual what, Go get what a is refill. that it's not carmike anymore now it's amc amc, AMC. not a yeah. sponsor nope not at all um and yeah what's your food my food? Hmm. Well, I'm always a big fan. Okay, I'm just going to go straight up. I think my favorite, if I could always get it for game day, and I really love um, <clears throat> Southpaws in North Albany. Not a sponsor. No, it's not. But <laughs> That's but we're, we're, we're throwing them out there. That's for sure. If anyone but, of you guys hears this and work at any of these places, give us a shout out. Yeah. Absolutely. Southpaws, though, I really like, um, um, I think one of the owners has family back in Chicago, and um, so they got some pizza there. Um, I really like their wings, though. Probably my favorite wings. Got meaty wings. So, um, do you call it chicken meat? Is that the correct terminology? Chicken meat? Yeah. If I'm calling wings meaty, is that, like, proper? I mean, it is chicken. Okay. So... Okay. Yeah, so they got, they got, yeah, there's a lot of chicken on their wings. So, and their bathrooms have like a giant Luxury. TV. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm in the bathroom. We'll figure <laughs> over here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're ordering it. So, yeah, there's there's times I've went in there where I just hang out in the bathroom and watch the game <laughs> for a little bit. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm done. I'm just sitting and yeah, yeah, like, okay, I'm looking okay. at the game for a little bit. So, Take my time. And um, so I really like the pizza and wings combo. Chips and salsa is always good to have there. And I don't know, the dessert stuff, I'm not crazy about during sporting events or Beavers football. Uh, It's not really anything I get into. So, but definitely want some, some soda. I'm more of a Coke Zero guy. So... And thank you, Nate. Nate brought some sodas tonight, so I'm thankful for that. Got my Coke Vanilla on, so that's good. Yes. So um, next is not a question, but a cool thing from one of one of our listeners. Um, he sent a picture 
of Jonathan Smith meeting with the band. Because he is in the band. He is in the band. So um, he mentioned that the previous coaching, the previous coach never did this. So it kind of went a long way. He kind of just went there and encouraged them and kind of just made a presence there and took a photo with them. And um, I think, I guess that's just something I don't really think about of that going a long way. But I mean, we both have friends in the band. They put in a ton of hours. I, th- I think these last week or so, like 12 hour a day camps and stuff like that and they even when a team is losing and everyone is out of the game the band is always in the game and supporting yes and i think it goes a long way for a coach taking the time to do that i think so too so um i think that's great so thanks for sending that yeah that's awesome so um also i don't want people to forget that if you subscribe to our show oh, yes. in the month of September, you will win. You have the chance to win <laughs> well, a ticket to watch the Beavers game with me, Nate, and his wife. So, But you have to subscribe before the end of the month. And some of you have been so generous that said they don't want the ticket or you're a season ticket holder. That's great. Or you're in so, the band. Or you're in the band. So... Um, something to think about and you know if you're a couple or something like that we'll figure it out then maybe we'll get two tickets as well so um, there's still some time for that so as you're sharing it with people you can let them know that as well yes continue to give us feedback on things you're wanting to hear in future episodes let us know how we're doing so yeah do we got anything else I think that's it that's going to wrap it up For Eric Bober and Nate Hafley, thanks for listening, and go Beavs. Go Beavs.